Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host, James. I'm joined by Matt. Hello. How are you? Very good, mate. How are you? Good. Have you recovered from a two-hour episode last week? No, that was too long. <laughs> it was crazy long. That's I mean, there were some long. good games. We maybe need to tinker with them a little I bit. If we just got again. just got back after pre pre season training for all these football foundry podcast stuff after the COVID break and with two hour <laughs> episodes, mate. What's that about? It's it's like playing uh, an FA Cup match into extra time. Oh, mate, it? I know. I was lagging, lagging. <laughs> Well, we've got a little bits of news to go through, and then, of course, Champions League. So let's start off with the news. So Williams finally, finally completed that move to Arsenal on a three-year deal. Yeah, good one for Arsenal, that. Really good signing, I believe. Really good signing. Spoke about it quite a bit last week yeah. about um, the reasoning for getting him, etc. Uh, and he's got that three-year deal he wanted. And like we said last week, he's going to be a, a big component in that Arsenal team. Yeah, good good experience heading there. Obviously, that's going to massively help Arsenal. And obviously, William will be happy that he got a three-year deal rather than a one-year deal or a no-year deal at Chelsea. So, yeah, <laughs> no-year he'll, deal. he'll be happy. He'll definitely be happy with that one. Definitely. Uh, Spurs have been busy as well. Spurs have brought in Pierre-Emile Hoiberg from Southampton with Kyle Walker-Peters going the other way. Yeah, um, well, we both rate Hoiberg as a good player for, well, for, yeah. was for Southampton. I think he'll suit Tottenham's quite well. And I think that's I think that's a good deal all around as well because I think Walker-Peters <laughs> would struggle to break into the Tottenham side with Mourinho as manager with his unwilling seat yeah. to try, un- well, he's not untested, but for Spurs, he hasn't played that many games, really, and he's still yeah. quite young. He and prefers experience, doesn't he? he, does, over, he does. Over, um, Just like the fact learning. that he's Tottenham of today have loaned out Ollie Skip to Nor- Norwich as well, from the sound of Oliver it. Skip. And oh, get, he's going to And it looks like they're getting Joe Hart in just to cover the England quota for Spurs. Yeah, actually, so. I have got that further down in the list, but obviously Joe Hart's having his medical mm. today at Spurs. So he's obviously coming in because Michelle Vaughan has left. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to be like third string keeper. Yeah, but, so he's, he's just going to be sitting pretty there on a good paycheck, so he'll be happy. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Rob Green do it yeah. at Chelsea. So I mean, also looks like Ben Foster might be doing that next season as well, because he's, he's been linked with Chelsea and also it's Ben Foster. So. He, he's still good enough to be a first team keeper. Yeah, well, the Chelsea link apparently is to compete with Willie as the number one goalkeeper. I, mm. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we've got a little bit to talk about Chelsea a bit later on, so yeah. we'll, we'll maybe cover that there as well. Okay. Um, but other bits of news that have come out this week is there's no FA Cup replays next season. Which okay. Is quite good. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's going to put strain on the footballing calendar if we've got replays left, right and centre. But how does this affect smaller teams? I think it's better for them, unless... I suppose it could be a double-edged sword in a way, because obviously if you've got, let's say, let's use Carlisle for example, right? We've got mm-hmm. Man United at, at Brunton Park, so Carlisle at home. We hold them to a nil-nil draw. We would probably... 
because of the financial situation we are in League Two, we'd probably really enjoy going to Old Trafford to get fifty thousand people in there. Because obviously, FA yeah. Cup, the gate receipts tends to get split halfway down the middle, yeah. whatever club it is. So that would do us really well. But on the flip side, we're drawing, we're drawing Man United nil nil at home, Brunton Park here, ninety minutes. So it's like, yeah. God, if we get these to penalties, we could maybe we could somehow cause a miracle and knock them out, sort of deal. Do at you the think? Same time. So it's do you think it could be that. fair? As a League Two fan yourself, yeah. do you think it's fair for this season and this season only, the lowest standing team gets to pick where the game is played, home or away? I don't think that's the worst shout in the world. There'd be more, because... more stupid things happen this season than that, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there's room to adjust at the minute because we're having to do these temporary rules to put in yeah. place to, to help the calendar. But like you were saying, there's there's the, the atmosphere and the moment of holding, say, the Man United to nil-nil and possibly even beating them on penalties on yeah. your own turf. Or there's that big, big payday that they could get by getting 30-plus thousand people into a, a Premier League stadium. Yeah. Like... It's, it's 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 a tough one to be fair, but I do feel like it would be fair to let the lower lower positioned team pick where the games play. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point, fair shout. Because if if say for example it's Carlisle against Bradford, not really much in that, so you you could just say just play it wherever it's drawn. Yeah. But like you say, if Carlisle draw Man United, Liverpool, City, anyone like that. Mm-hmm. Would you fancy a trip to Etihad? I would, yeah, hundred percent. There you go. 100%. So I mean, it's. I think it's definitely got to be down to the lower standing team. Um, but moving away from that, speaking of lower standing teams, Stevenage are staying in League Two. Just because, just because Macclesfield can't get a decent accountant, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. That's essentially it. Um. We won't go into too much of the details, but basically Stevenage were down on points um, through the course of the season and Macclesfield were awaiting a deduction quite similar to Wigan. Yeah. Um, so we've had two teams go down, technically three teams go down this season due to point deductions. Yeah. Obviously Bolton in League One. Um, Wigan. Uh, Macclesfield in League Two and Wigan in, League, in Championship. Yeah, man. Crazy. I've never known that happened before in three separate leagues. Uh, yeah, I'd reckon it's the first time that's happened. Like that's spread across that many divisions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I suppose um, then again, you can't really relate it to COVID, can you? Because Bolton's been struggling for a Bolton couple of was years before this even started. Macclesfield were having financial issues before this started. Yeah, and Wigan, well, they've not been great. So mm. yeah. So yeah, fair play, Stevenage. You managed to stay in league, but you know what? I I wouldn't I wouldn't um, uh, how am I going to word this? I wouldn't celebrate that too much because you got to ask questions as to why you were in that situation in the first yeah. place. So it's 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 bittersweet in a way, isn't it? Like it's yeah, of course. Hopefully they can do better next season. But yeah. uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Got named Premier League Player of the Season. I don't think there were any arguments on that, really, was it? Apart from Liverpool fans, no, there's no argument. Yeah. Have you seen Bernardo Silva's tweet, by the way? No, not seen it, mate. So he basically, after they went out of the Champions League, he basically was saying um, uh, to all Liverpool fans, etc., go find something else to do. Coming at us, Man City players, go find a partner. 
go find a friend, find someone to drink with. There's all sorts of different options for you to do. And it was just basically laying into him, calling him pathetic and stuff like that. Well, he's just saying so, what everyone else is thinking. Pretty much. And for it to come from a professional like him, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like he would get some sort of fine for it coming was he the it, was but... he the player that got done for the Bernard Mendy Benjamin, Benjamin yeah, yeah, Mendy yeah. Uh, tweet? Yeah, that was him as well, wasn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. he's quite quite a loose cannon on social media. Yeah. Is uh, Bernardo Silva? Seems that way. <laughs> um, so Sheffield United have found their keeper. Obviously, there was a whole Dean Henderson situation going on. Hasn't fully gone through yet, still? Hasn't fully. Villa have been linked with him as well now. Yeah, Villa are sniffing. But you, you guys have had a bit accepted, so you, you've definitely got the your, your front foot in the door here, but there's yeah. talk that Villa might be trying to swoop, but I think, the, I think he's going to be yours. Yeah, the other thing is as well, 18.5 million bid accepted for Aaron Ramsdale, of course. Good value, but good offer that. 100%, he's still young, still 21. Good value that. Um, but he used to play for us as well, so I think that's gonna be a. Oh, it could be um, sour that he's left year. Like, oh, he didn't give me a it chance. He got rid yeah, of yeah. us because get this: Aaron Ramsdale was the first player that Chris Wilder sold. Oh, Oof. so, but he could be happy with his development. I mean, I think it was the case in League One when someone offers you a million pounds, you think, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> like, why not? Yeah, I know. Well, absolutely, so, absolutely. And we did have a 15% buyback clause, <laughs> so, which is now obviously null and void because we wouldn't be getting 15% back to ourselves, Why which not? would be quite Why good. Why not? Get yourself, how much would that be? 1.8 mil, half that, uh, 0.9. 2.7 mil back, so you'd get for 15.8 mil. That wouldn't be too shabby. <laughs> Um, but that's pretty much it for the actual news that's broke out. Yeah. Um, we've already spoke about Joe Art and his medical at Spurs. So now we're going to go through some transfer rumours, things I've seen this week okay. that could spark some interest in us and discussing it. So the first one I saw this week is Lewis Dunk to Chelsea. They're closing in on a £40 million swoop for the Brighton defender. I don't think that's too bad, you know. No, I'm not saying. I'm he? not saying he's the. He mid, I'm not saying he's he best to, option. Is he mid to late twenties? I say so. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah. Maybe a bit high in fee. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing he's tied down on a, a big contract. And yeah. I'm not sure what his situation is on with contracts at, at Brighton, but is the most valuable player. Yeah, <laughs> and only... it's going to take a lot of money to prize him away, but. You could also argue Ake was 41. Yeah, why didn't they just get Ake if they're going 40 mil for Dunk? Yeah. Like one extra million and you've got a defender that's younger and already played for the club. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, But yeah, what, what do you mean? Do you think Dunk will do all right at Chelsea? or Could you see it even happening? I don't see that. I don't see that happening. You know what? I could see him in a Chelsea shirt. But not for forty million, and I think if they do spend, maybe in a Chelsea (laughs) fan, but I don't see Louis Louis Dunk to Chelsea. I don't see that. They were like, why didn't like they weren't the similar caliber to Dunk? Nathan Ake was there, yeah, and they weren't going for Nathan. But I think, 
I think they were faffing too much with the whole Kai Havertz thing, and because Man City was so quick to get that deal across the line, I think they they missed out on Ake. Well, and this maybe... I'm sure they can focus on more than one player at a time. Carlisle this week have signed ten players, and they're a rubbish League Two club. I'm sure Chelsea <laughs> Premier League team could manage more than one transfer at a time. Do you think it's also just for a bit of? solidness in that back line because they've leaked goals. Oh yeah, he's a solid, he's a, he's a commanding, he's probably the most John Terry centre-half you can get without yeah. being John Terry. Yeah. For them, yeah. I, I think in that sense, yeah. Proper leader, defender, yeah. It definitely scared the Chelsea back line into doing a bit better and probably Kepper a bit better as well to be fair, having Dunk in front of them. I just... Yeah. The way that Chelsea have gone so far in this transfer market... No disrespect to Lewis Dunk. I thought they'd maybe aspiring yeah. for a better centre half. I'm not saying he's a bad yeah. centre half, but they need top world class level. Lewis Dunk's not world class. He's really good, but he's not world class. Mid table. Yeah. He's mid table. Solid, solid, consistent. He could, could make the step up to an Everton or someone yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Probably. Maybe even do a, be- do a better job that Michael Keane did when Everton got in from Burnley. Same yeah. sort of transfer that I reckon Lewis Dunk, if he was going to an Everton or someone like that, or a Wolves at a push, or even a Leicester, maybe yeah. a stretch at a Leicester. Yeah. Chelsea, I think, is a step too far for him. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, Chris Smalling, another centre-half English, possibly on his way to Newcastle. So they've opened talks with Man United over a possible deal for him, yeah. who sort of seemed to recover his form that he'd lost over recent years. Whilst he's been out on loan to Roma, yeah, like he looked a lot better in uh, whilst he was out there, it and it's good. known for its defensive structures in Italy, yeah. isn't it? It's like, a, and for Chris Smalling to have come out having a good season from that, obviously attracting a bit of interest, and here comes Newcastle. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Obviously, he has a really good season at Roma. It's like, would Man United not be willing to give him one last shot, maybe, to the half? He's had, like, I don't know. It'd be, I think he'd be a good sign for Newcastle anyway. He'd be good at Newcastle, 100%. And I think he'd be a good rotational centre-half at Man United. Yeah. Well, like, I've, I've never said that he's a horrific player. He had a horrific spell. But on his day, Chris Smalling is a decent yeah. centre-half. Like, who would you rather have, Smalling or Jones? Smalling. Personally, like, I think I would as well. And yeah, he's I think he's shown that this season with Roma that he's still a very good centre-half in him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so if Newcastle can get that over the line, whether it's some sort of permanent deal yeah. or a loan, spot on. Yeah, Can't follow it. Good move, yeah. Because, not going to lie, Newcastle have been all right defensively this season. They've not been horrific. They just need a striker. That's what Newcastle yeah. need. <laughs> I mean, who would you have alongside him though? Would you have Fabian Shaw? Would you have um, Jamal Lascelles? I'd say Fabian Shaw. Or could you even go three at back with those three? Lascelles, Smalling, and Shaw. What assistant do Newcastle tend to play? Um, I think they mix it up throughout the game, to be fair. I think they start with four at the back and then stretch out to um, like a, a flat back three with the wing backs. Because they're fair. Because Chris Smalling is not a slow defender by any means. He's he can move and shift when needed. He could work yeah. as he could work on the potentially the right hand side of a back three, and I think he could work as a right sided centre half for the yeah. right way. I think 
And also for Smalling, on, on a personal view for him, if he does move to Newcastle and gets played first team football, I mean, there could be an opening even for England squad for him. Yeah, easily. For Euros. Easily. So it's it's a good deal all round that if that goes through. Absolutely. Good deal all round. Uh, but sticking with Man United, uh, they're on the hunt for Jadon Sancho. We've obviously not gone into it too much because it's a lot of just uh, talking about fees and things like that, yeah. so it's not really too much for us to get into. Uh, but they are on the hunt for alternatives now because obviously there was the statement released from that Dortmund person. Yeah, they had someone to say, to sign, sign yeah. him, Michael Zorg. Yeah, and um, obviously that time's passed. Sancho's now out on their preseason tour, etc. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It could still happen. Could still happen. But Man United have turned their attention to uh, other players. One of them is. Kai Havertz, obviously been linked with the move to Chelsea, but with Chelsea already spending big this window, United could offer more money. If they can't get Sancho, Havertz is a very, very good of a player to get. The, the, main, yeah. the main person I've heard that they're potentially going for is Douglas Costa from Juve to replace, if they don't get Sancho over the line, but Havertz... Obviously, Douglas Costa is a more similar to a Jaden Sancho sort of player because Havertz isn't a Sancho sort of player, but Havertz definitely has his strengths, as we all know. And if Man United yeah. get him, wow. It would be just filth. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> filth. Like, that would be one of the youngest and best-looking attacks going forwards. Extremely in young Man United side. Yeah, extremely yeah. Young. Well, to be fair to get Sancho, it's extreme, still an extremely young United side because Sancho's younger than Havertz, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So... Oh, it's gonna be crazy, isn't it? It's gonna be absolutely crazy. I'd not heard the Douglas Costa one, but I yeah, do um, think he's he's maybe past his sure prime is. now, isn't it? Yeah, but I think they'd get him on the cheap. Yeah, from, potentially. Yeah. Still at Juve, so I think he'd be a cheap one from them. Yeah, uh, and the other one that they've they've been linked with is also a very very good option, Sal Naguiz from also Atletico. Also, a very different type of player to Sancho. Yeah, he's I think they're just wanting him to get that marquee signing, aren't they? A flat centre midfielder, Sal Maguire. Yeah. Maybe release Pogba to do a bit more what Pogba would like to do and just maraud, but mm, definitely don't seem as like a straight replacement for. It's not necessarily a replacement, I don't think. I think they're just looking for that marquee signing to put the mark on the season that's coming yeah. up. And if they're to bring someone like Naguez in and have Pogba. Bruno and Saul playing in oh midfield. Oh god, that's filthy. Like things of this Man United team, the forward positions, they're literally one player away, I think. Like it could be any position. And I think that yeah. team is up there with Liverpool and City. That's a fair like shout, but I think they are getting close to City and Liverpool's attacking well, strength. Look at with one look more body, at... I think they're there. If you were to, we're not obviously not going to do it because it'll take us forever. But if you were to do a player comparison between Man United and Man City at the minute, the big red flags would be that defense, both oh, teams easily. And that's that's the only areas that both teams need to really improve. Yeah. So if Man United get a decent I've, centre half and City, a decent attack, you've got, you've got the bigger squad for their attacking players. I think Man United yeah. starting attacking players. Could match them. Oh yeah, on on the day well, they could rival. It's just the, it's just United's depth after Matter, who's 
not the he's, youngest. Yeah, and he's a different sort of player to the way that this United United have gone back to the old fast counter attacking side because obviously with Marshall Greenwood and Rashford up top, it's sheer pace. Matt has yeah. never been a quick player. Never been a quick if player. If you were if you were Greenwood right now though, mm-hmm. and Man United are obviously looking to to get this deal over the line with yeah. Sancho, what would you be thinking? After having the season you've just had? I don't think it's gonna come. I think Greenwood would still get matches because I think it'll just be rotation. He probably would get. I yeah. think, but I think Rashford would get less. I think Martial would get less. I think it would just be a straight rotation between those four for those front three positions, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. All. I mean, they could play the flank, especially course, Greenwood because Martial, that Martial got... will pick up injuries here and there. Rashford will, and even Greenwood. So I think yeah. they'll still probably all get similar sort of time if oh, Sancho yeah, wasn't you, there. You sort of thing. You can't go all season just with three attacking oh. players and expect them all to be fit constantly. Like it's, it just don't work like that, does it? Not I mean, look how, um, how often Aguero's injured and they have to call on Jesus. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think Man United are definitely looking to put the put a mark on this season and really push on. So expecting big things from them, but Chelsea. So they could potentially be a kind of domino effect transfer thing going. We always have one a window, don't we, really? Yeah, mate. Um, so I think this could be this one. Um, so Chelsea could potentially land Jano Black from Atletico Madrid. It is a big shout, but he has said he'd consider his future after the Champions League with Atletico Madrid sparking huge interest from Chelsea, who are, of course, looking for a Kepa replacement. So with that, could it cause a domino effect with De Gea going to Atletico and then Dean Henderson signing that new deal for Man United that's still yet to add pen to paper? It could. That that is a club what is... Because we've, we've been... Whilst we've been talking about De Gea, we've been saying... He has still got value, but he'd want to go to a big team. Yeah. And there's no current big teams that are in need of a goalkeeper. Not really, no. But if this was to happen and Chelsea did somehow end up with Oblak, there's a big opening there for a keeper. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And so. I'm sure De Gea wouldn't, definitely wouldn't rule out going back to Atleti. Don't think and it would give him a fresh restart, wouldn't it? Yeah. Really, it, it sort might, of needs yeah. that. And that might be something that he does actually really need right now. So yeah, like he's been there for ten years now, hasn't he, at Man United? Easily, yeah. So like he's won league titles. It's not like he's not won what he needs to win at Man United. No. Obviously, he would like to win things like the Champions League, etc., and, and things like that. But I just think he needs that restart, doesn't he? Potentially, yeah. So. And with the way Man United are looking at a minute, youth is way forward. So it could, absolutely, like, absolutely. And if they're on about splashing big, like we just talked about, a bit of, a bit of transfer fee for De Gea, 50, 40 million, something like that, won't go amiss. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you never know, never know. But that is the rumours covered this week. So we're going to move on into... What a weird weekend of Champions League football we had. I know. It was very, very weird. 
Um, so we'll start off with the final English club left in the Champions League before kickoff, which was <laughs> Man City against Leon. Leon was just on fire. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I just don't think the City set up right for this game. To be honest, City did obviously have the chances, but in my eyes, they were set up far too defensively, and De Bruyne wasn't playing through the yeah. middle. He seemed to be out on the left hand side. I think Pep pretty much overfought his tactics in this match, and he's down well, to him. But they struggled here personally. Pretty much, they started some kind of new system, like you're saying that they'd not played yeah. before. And to do that at this stage in Champions League, regardless who it's against... Well, they went full like, on attacking against Real Madrid before, you know what, we're playing Leon and we have to go defensive. Yeah, they it do not make sense. Anyone could, any, I think anyone could have managed that Man City side and got them to beat Leon. Could play for player, City a better team comfortably. Yeah. You yeah. just tell City to go out there and play how they want to play. De Bruyne dictating things through the middle and this, that and the other. Not having to play Fernandinho, Gundogan... And Rodri, when you've got the two silvers and Foden on the bench, yeah, City was set up wrong. For I'm smash. surprised he didn't start Foden. That like, game was built for Foden. Yeah, like... the game was set for Foden. This, yeah, and it's, it's a shame I don't, I don't even know if he got brought on. It's like I don't think he did. To be honest with you, I don't think he did. I know. Um... I know. Leon were helped with obviously the offside thing with it going through Dembele's legs and obviously yeah, Edison yeah. dropping the ball to death for the third. And but but it's the fact that they were there yeah, because can... let's 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 compare it to say if Man City were playing Norwich. Yeah, maybe not Norwich, but you, you, my point still stands. <laughs> right. So they're all going to be at the back. They're yeah. going to be stopping City putting five past them. Yeah. That's just how it is. And if a loose ball did happen in Man City's half, there's not going to be anyone there to close it down no. because they're set up defensively. Yeah. Leon didn't set up defensively and they had players there no, ready to snap on it. And that's essentially what happened. Yeah. But the biggest thing that I want to ask you, Sterling's opening goal miss. Opening goal miss. That don't make sense. Open, open goal. goal it's the miss, miss goal, which was an open goal. Yes, that that's correct. On the eighty fifth minute, two yeah. one down. Yeah, how big of a moment is that? Massive, like ridiculous. I think it would have been too old. I don't think Leon would have got that third. Well, definitely not in normal time. And yeah, it's. I don't know how he's missed it. Really, don't it's know how he's unbelievable. Missed it. Takes play, me all the, the way back he's to been in recently, and how clinical he's become. You put your house on him. Yeah, you would. Yeah. It always takes me back to that miss against Burnley. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Could not believe it. Uh, But Dembele, former Fulham, former Celtic striker, absolutely smashed it. And now he's in a semi-final of a Champions League. He's done well, to be fair. Obviously, started started in his country at Fulham, I believe, if I remember rightly. Celtic took him. Did well. He he's been linked with Man United as well previous seasons. They definitely don't need a Dembele now from Leon though. But um, yeah, he's progressed really well and doing really well for himself. Yeah, unbelievable. Like that progression, it's great. Uh, but we'll move away from Man City anyway. That is England done in this year's Champions League. So what we've got left? We've got Germany. We've got France. 
Um, oh, we've got Germany v France. Oh, God, that's got some history to it, hasn't it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's not, it's not the bottle of the Somme or whatever, whatever but... <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the probably the most entertaining game of the weekend, which yeah, is Barcelona Bayern. Oh, just Jesus Christ! Yeah, Jesus we Christ, expected baby. a good game, like a tight affair, but what even went down in this? Uh, Bayern played well and took their chances. It was a mess. The opening ten minutes was just a mess. It could, it could have been five all in the first ten minutes the way both of these teams set up because Bayern were causing issues for Barca. And to be fair, Bayern's defense was having issues as well with it yeah. for Barca in the first twenty minutes. Then Bayern. I'm sorry, but David Alaba's own goal. That was a finish. Was, uh, yeah, it was an unbelievable Great finish. finish. Like, he chipped his own keeper from his probably edge of the box. I'd say, yeah. unbelievable. Um, but what about Coutinho basically taking a shit on his boss's desk? Twice. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, oh, I saw a message or something. I can't remember what it was. It was like an image or something on Facebook regarding that because of um, Coutinho scoring those two goals, it's actually going to cost, cost Barcelona more money to Liverpool because he's going to yeah. get to, oh yeah because yeah. if Coutinho wins the Champions League or something, I think yeah, Barcelona got it's to pay five million more money. Yeah, that was yeah. it. That's it. So, so there's a clause in his contract, obviously add-ons and things yeah. like that, that are now a thing these days, where if Coutinho goes on to win the Champions League whilst under contract at Barcelona, <laughs> they have to pay Liverpool £5 million. And it doesn't stay in the contract. What club? At what club? As long as that contract still stands at that moment, he could be on loan. At Bayern Munich, <laughs> knock his parents' club out, <laughs> Insane, mate. and then go on and win the Champions League. Unbelievable! Just wow! This game had it all. <laughs> oh, it, it was brilliant. The fact he came on and assisted, you sort of thought, "Hello," <laughs> and then he came, he scored, and you thought, "Uh oh." And then he scored again, and you're just like, oh my god, this is just embarrassing now. Yeah, this, Absolutely embarrassing. This buying size is unreal. They're dangerous. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a Bayern City game. I think Bayern would have still turned them. I, I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one match, and City attackingly can probably match any team in world football, personally. I do believe that. But Bayern's defence is just better. It's. It's ridiculous. They don't, like, even, they don't even play the defenders in defence anymore. They're that good. Kimmich is now yeah. a centre midfielder with Goretzka and Thiago. So, well, didn't didn't he start there? And the reason he went to right back was because Lam moved central because of his pace issues oh, when he was getting on. I don't know. I just I've just always known as Kimmich probably being the best right back on the planet. So that's just always yeah. I've, oh, I've known Kimmich. Well, <laughs> let's let's think of it this way, Matt. I mean, it, it works even better because if Kimmich is no longer a right back, Trent is officially. Well and truly the best right back in the world. Shame he plays for Liverpool. Yeah. But He'll be at Sheffield United next season, mate. No, he won't. <laughs> so he probably will get ahead of George Baldock, we all know. <laughs> and then there's Kieran Freeman as well exactly. behind him. God, crazy. Uh, so we've got a Leon Bayern semi final. I can only see one winner. Gun on the Leon. <laughs> Dembele. I think it's great that Leon have got to a semi final, but. They're not going to get past this Bayern side. No, Bayern should be winning this whole tournament. Should yeah, be. 
100%. Yeah, uh, so let's quickly gloss over the other Champions League games and then Europa, and then we'll call it a day. So oh, PSG beat Atlanta 2 1, two late, yeah, late goals. Save PSG. Cruel. Do you know what? I, I, I wanted Atlanta to go through because well. they've got one of the most exciting attacking build-ups I think I've seen yeah. <laughs> this season. They've been unbelievable in uh, Serie A. Yeah, they've had an extremely good season. They're going to be in the group stages next year straight away at Atlanta. And yeah. They've had an extremely good run. They've been a really good side for the Champions League this season. It's just a shame that they fell like this because they, the, they had the match won, to be fair. They had chances yeah. that they could have had it finished. Didn't take them. Yeah. PSG just uh, cheap promoting and who got the other? Um, Mbappe. No. Was it Mbappe or was it not Kimpembe? Kimpembe, sorry, it was Kimpembe. Yeah. It, was, it was like a scuffle from a corner, wasn't it? He nodded, he yeah. tapped it in. His Kimpembe, not Mbappe. Yeah. <laughs> Similar name. Yeah, Kimpembe, Mbappe. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's PSG through to the semis, and then we've got Leipzig against Atletico Madrid. No winner, no problem for Leipzig. Like this, they've headed into the semi-final for the first time in their existence, and they've only been a club for eleven years. I know. Red Bull are definitely doing all right with this. They make enough money yeah. by selling energy drinks, but this Champions League run will be helping them. Hundred percent, especially during this COVID pandemic. I know. <sighs> Unbelievable, and I mean, if what if I'm crazy, absolutely crazy, but what if? Leipzig went all the way. Let's just say, let's theoretically, how good would Werner be? He would be. He would definitely be good. Like, should he have stayed? Do you think just just to see how, like, agreed terms with Chelsea? Yeah, but said, look, I want to finish this season here. Yeah, I would have. I would have tried to have done something like that if I was him. I would have wanted because, to have I mean, a chance to get as far as kind the Champions League, but it might have been part of the contract that if you don't sign now. You, you, the deal's falling through in case he gets injured for Leipzig he's ruled out for yeah. a time spell or something. Chelsea might not have allowed that. I understand that, I guess. It does make sense when you think of it like that. Uh, but yeah, huge win for Leipzig. And they face PSG next. I could see... I could see Leipzig nicking that. Yeah, with the way PSG played against Atlanta, I could see Leipzig nicking that and yeah. making it to the final. And you know what? Because they're not used to playing Bayern, they could you never know. Them. Yeah, you never know. I wonder what odds you can get on Leipzig to win the Champions League. Because I, I mean, that we have got a bit of the week to do, Matt. So, I mean, <laughs> we could we could do it. Let's <laughs> have a quick look. So we're talking about them quickly. Make some back noise and keep the public entertained while I do this, James. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, Inter are beating Shakhtar Donetsk one 0 right now as well. Live update for you. Oh, are they? All oh, right. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll update that. Live update. Um, Champions oh, League yeah. outright. We're recording this at quarter to nine, yeah. by the way, people. So it's um, RBL are ten to one to win the Champions League. Ten to one. Do you know what? That's not bad odds. Not bad at all. Mm. Not at all. Buying a favourite, by the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, so we'll move on into Europa League and then we'll quickly come up with the bet of the week. So, Matt, keep that page open. I will, I'll just leave it there. Um, so, Europa League, we had Sevilla beat Man United 2 oh. 1. Despite United, United fighting everything they had, them. 
towards that goal. They got caught out down them flanks by Sevilla. Yeah, obviously, um, Luke de Jong got the winner. The, the lad that used to, had a torrid time at Newcastle got the winner and knocked them out. Yeah. Like, but no, United had it's... so many chances to beat the Sevilla side. They just could not finish it. Not finish it. Another penalty again. Yeah, I know. And Bruno did his stutter thing. I think the keeper knew he was going to do that, so the keeper stood. But then he still yeah. smashed it into the roof of the net. So... <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then, like Matt just touched on, Inter are beating Shaq to 1-0 as we speak. I think it would have been quite a close game, to be fair. I mean, as obviously, well, we're approaching half-time now. I was going to say, it's still half in it. And I think Shakhtar is a really good side. So, I, I, yeah. I don't think that game's over yet at all. No, but I, I do think Inter will most likely get through it yeah. and win the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah. They've got the strongest oh, team. Sevilla, though, they're... They're the masters of the Europa League. It's their pretty, they are the pretty their trophy. The... <laughs> it is, but Unai Emery is not there anymore. True. So True. That's, that's the downfall. That's the downfall. Um, so, Matt, we're going to do a better week. How do you want to do it? Do you want to do an outright for Europa League and Champions League? Oh, double. Like, let me log yeah. in. Let me log in so I can build this. Yeah. Because we haven't done a better week for a couple of weeks, and I thought, since we're getting closer to the finals... May as well slap one on a final, haven't we? Why not? So, RBL. Are we going with RBL? I think so, yeah. Let's do it. Bayern's too obvious, isn't it? Okay, and Europa League outright winners. No outright markets currently available. Oh, there's a match in play. Uh, uh, What about just doing RBL, then? Okay. Yeah? And then next week, we can do an outright for Europa. Because I don't think the final will have been then, will it? No, no it's towards the end of the month. So, um, but yeah, well, next week we'll do a Europa League winner. But we're going RBL for um, for Champions League because why not? Yeah. And then we'll uh, maybe just slap one on Inter for Europa League next week, maybe and we'll so. see. Uh, but that is everything from us this week. We kept it short and sweet for you this week because yeah. if you did go through that whole two-hour episode last week, we salute you because. They were some fun games, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, so maybe look at doing that again when this whole Champions League thing's calmed down yeah, between man. the season starting. And we'll see who else we can get on the show Absolutely. to play some games with us. Might turn to Chris Hinton, see if he can uh, do better than Dean Proud did against maybe, us. Maybe, maybe. But we'll have a look and see. Um, so, Matt, would, oh no, oh, we need two socials. I get too ahead of myself in this stuff now. You do, mate. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so by finding us on Facebook or Twitter by searching for... At Footy Foundry. Footy Foundry. We also have a website, which is... www.thefootballfoundry.com And... Also, you can check out our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. You can find them on Twitter by searching for... At BGNFM. Do actually go check them out because there has been some new shows. Join the group. So there's plenty more choice for you to choose from. And we're expanding constantly. So it's good stuff. And also be sure to check out our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They're the official scarf provider for who, Matt? The USL... US, oh no, USA, USL, and US soccer. That's it. That's yeah. It. USA, USL, did uh, you say? Yeah, I, I got it MLS. Yeah. <laughs> USL. You threw me. That's only your job. <laughs> Where can you find them, Matt? Rubnextscarves.com. 
There we go. Sorry for the confusion towards the end there, chaps. <laughs> we shall be back again next week. So, Matt, say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Peace out. Thank you.